season. I don't know about you, but there are just some times that I want it that way. I want it my own way. And sometimes it looks a little bit different than what I have. You know, that grass is always greener on the other side thing. Um, so in the last few weeks, we've been talking about mom wars and we've talked, we've covered so many amazing topics over the last month or so, Susan. And, but the more that we dig into it, I feel like the more comes up. And so there's, there's another war that came to my heart over the last week or so, because to be quite honest with you, it's something that I struggle with. And it's hard to admit our own struggles sometimes because we just want to look like we have it all put together. But sometimes the flesh wants what it wants. And it's hard to fight that battle between the flesh and the spirit. So that is another mom war, the war between the flesh and the spirit and how to fight it. Because let's face it, there's some things that we just want to do. We want to, we want to do what we want when we want it. But then there's this other side, the flip side of the coin of like what actually needs to be done and um, what really needs attention in the moment. And I'll give you an example. Maybe you can think of an example also this whole summer, all I wanted to do. I mean, I wanted to do a lot of things, but there was just this one thing that I really, I wanted to read a full book cover to cover. I cannot remember the last time I read, not, not like I read, you know, I read my Bible that even can be a fight and a struggle sometimes just to have the mind space and the, you know, no distractions and all that, just to read your Bible. But I'm talking, I just wanted to read a story, like not one that's going to be for my own gross. (laughs) I just wanted to read a book to kind of just get lost in it. Mm -hmm. And just, just fall in love with the story. That's, Mm -hmm. that's what I wanted. Mm -hmm. Every time I try to pick up this book, it, it doesn't, it doesn't work out because something else needs done. Something else needs my attention. Some, something, someone's calling my name. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is adorable. I love my kids. But the other day I tried it again. I got it out and I was sitting, they were in their kiddie pool and they're just, you know, having a good time. I got splashed like five times and the, the book cover now is all wet. And I was like, I can't, I can't do this. So instead of getting like crabby about it, I just, mm-hmm. I wanted to get crabby about it, but I just put that book away. And I thought maybe 10 years from now, I can, yeah. I can read that book, but it's all I wanted. And it's not, you know, when I talk about the flesh, there's sometimes things that our flesh wants that are not a good thing for us. Right. Reading a book that it's it's even like written by a Christian author and all, you know all of these things. Reading a book is not something that's against our flesh, but it's that fight of like it comes from I can't read this book when I want to. It's been years since I've even been able to do this thing that I really want to do. So now I'm letting discontentment settle in. Mm-hmm. And now I'm starting to have resentment mm-hmm. and sometimes just all, more yuck just bubbles up because it's like, I can't just have this one thing. Can you speak to that at all? Like, do you have yeah. an example or, well, or that, anything that, to shed light? That makes perfect sense. And the sin is not wanting to read a book. That's right. not a sin. 
the sin is in that desire to to want to read that book as a replacement for whatever else needs to be done. Oh yes. Um, so examples from my life. Okay. So I can get lost in TV shows. Okay. So fun fact about me. I love science fiction, like future, like where the world is a utopia. Those are my favorite kind of shows because I'm like, Oh yeah, maybe someday, you know? And, um, so I, I very much like what you're saying, you know, I will sit down and I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch one episode of my show. Mm -hmm. And then always somebody is coming to interrupt me. I'm like, can I just have like 30 minutes, please? 30 minutes? Is it too much to ask? Like, you know, I, I can, I can be available like 23 and a half hours out of the day and nobody right. wants anything to do with me. And then I sit down to do something just for me. And it's like, yep. all of a sudden, there's everybody in my face. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yes. And it so. it can make you feel like, oh my gosh, I, I just, I just wish I had life like this or life like that, or I miss my old life mm. when things were simpler. But we know, and that's the part where, like you said, it's not a sin to just want to sit and read a book. It's not a sin to just want to sit and and watch a TV show. That's not it at all. Yeah. What happens is that when we get upset about not being able to do the things that we just want to, it could even be just taking a nap. Like I love naps. I like naps are life, but almost any time, especially if you have children in that season of life, when they're, when they're small and then they're, and they're busy, it's, it's really, really hard to do that. It's not the fact that you take the nap or it is not the nap that that's the part that's your flesh. What happens is, is when you let all of that, like mm -hmm. build up and it can become angsty towards Mm -hmm. the people you're living with or your circumstances around you and you start to want something different than what you have, than what God has entrusted in you. And dare I say, it's when we let our emotions take control and take the mm -hmm. reins instead yes. of what we know is right. Exactly. Exactly. Because we know between as, as a female our emotions tend to be led strong, mm -hmm. but we also have these beautiful, lovely things running through our bodies called hormones. <laughs> and that can be like a whole nother force to be reckoned with depending on season of life and the times and, the, and all of the things. It can really make a big difference in how we perceive it because there could be a day where I'm like, okay, well, I, okay, great. Another day that I didn't get to do anything that I really, really wanted to do, not even for 15 minutes. Okay, great. And I'll just have a great attitude and be like, Hey, bless the Lord. I have, I have all these things to be thankful for, but there is another day <laughs> where mm -hmm. I might be a little full of rage because of hormones in my body. And I didn't have enough sleep and I really haven't taken care of myself at all. And it all builds up at once. And then that's when things could come out of my mouth that I'll regret or just even letting all of that sit in your, in your mind. It can become a very toxic space. So 
when we talk about the grass always being greener, I kind of want to have your opinion on this as well. But it seems to me, observation wise, uh-huh. that when I talk about we, I'm talking about the general we, not just necessarily you and I, but just we in society, especially for just women. We're just talking about women. When we are single, we really, really want to be with someone, right? We just really, we want to have a relationship. We want to be loved and feel loved. We just, and we will pray and we will, we will beg God for that person. But Mm -hmm. as soon as we're like in that relationship, we get married, all of the, the hoopla is kind of, kind of settles down and we're in everyday regular life. And sometimes the mess of life sets in where things aren't just ponies and fuzzy kittens and all of those things. Then all of a sudden we look back at our single life like, oh, I miss the days when it was so simple. And all I had to really worry about was my own state of mind. And now we're, you know, we're connected to someone else. Another example is children. Mm-hmm. When when we don't have children, it it's a deep longing, yearning. We want children. But then sometimes as soon as we get those children, we're longing for those days where we weren't overstimulated and being touched all the time. And we just are like, when is the next time I can hop on a plane and like head to someplace sunny yes. by myself? <laughs> and, you know, and and it's true. So we, we're always looking for that, that next thing like we get our kids and how many times do and I I don't like saying this and I don't really like hearing it be said because it does break my heart because I know how quick it'll go but a lot of times when people have kids they're like oh I just can't wait till they get out of the house oh and that it does it breaks my heart but the reason why we think that is because or a reason why people will say that is because they just are longing for that time when they could have had a few minutes to themselves mm-hmm. and that is a it's a human need that we need to take care of ourselves. And when we don't, that's when we start thinking about, oh, life was better when, or life would be so much better if, and we have the blessings that we've asked God for, but instead of like living in that season and being present for that current blessing, spouse, kids, career, what have you, we start looking for when, when will it be different so I can have time to do what I want again. Um, and so, so I think, I think a lot of that comes down to sort of the fantasy versus the reality, you know, Mm. when you're single and you have this fantasy about what it's going to be when you get married and you have that spouse, you have that fantasy of it. And then the reality doesn't quite meet those expectations of that fantasy that you've created. So I think Mm -hmm. one of the things that we, we have to do is learn gratitude in the moment, in the season that we're in. If we can cultivate that spirit of gratitude for what we have, for what is real, I I think that can help kind of fight against that a little bit, Mm, that sort of desire for the next season, because that next season, the grass really isn't greener on the other side. It's not. Mm -hmm. It's just your perspective. Right. It must be the way the light hits it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, or they, so have good. you ever seen those videos where they go out and they actually paint the grass green? Like, oh. 
Yeah, no, maybe the grass just got painted over there. So it looks a little greener, but it's really not. There right. is stuff right here in the middle. In the middle. Of the season that you're in. There's good stuff, but you have mm -hmm. to cultivate that spirit of gratitude. You have to search for it and find it. Yeah. Even on the hard days. Oh, that's so true. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, as far as we, when we talk about the flesh, what feels good to our flesh, um, sometimes it can be, my gosh, it could be things that aren't sinful or aren't unholy because sometimes for me in the flesh, I just really want a cheeseburger mm -hmm. <laughs> and French fries and my, my root beer. And like, it, it feels good. Right. I feel terrible afterwards, but I just want it. So like there are things that our flesh can want that it's not a simple thing to want it. Right. But there are also sometimes things that our flesh just longs to feel good or feel happy. And there are a lot of times that in our head, those things that we think and that would make my flesh feel better or feel happier, those things are not good for our spirit and not good for our our spiritual walk and are sinful. There are a lot of fleshly things that are not good. Um, and really when something doesn't feel good to us, it can just so easily just rob us of all of our joy. Uh -huh. And that just leads us to this, this continued path of discontentment and unhappiness. Um, so I'm going to ask you a few questions about this war on the flesh oh, and, and how to fight it. Um, so what would you say to a new Christian about this war on the flesh and is it different or the same to what you would say to a Christian who's been walking this thing out for many, many years? Okay. So what I would say, I mean, the, the benefit of walking the Christian life for longer is you have more experience. Okay. It doesn't mean that you're necessarily better at walking the path, but you at least have a little bit more experience in it. And I would say, you know, for me, the battle with the flesh is not necessarily like that wanting to feel good. It's not wanting to feel bad. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you're stuck. You're in a bad feeling situation. You don't like it. Mm -hmm. You want to do something to make that bad go away. Hmm. so for me here we're getting real we're getting honest I think I'm going to tell you something you didn't know about me <laughs> um, but there was a point in my story where I was so heartbroken and hurting and I had no I, I didn't think there was any hope at all and I hated that feeling so much that I turned to prescription drugs and I actually developed an addiction to mm. um, some prescription drugs to just numb that feeling. I just wanted that bad feeling to go away. Right. I wasn't necessarily trying to feel good. I just didn't want to feel that bad situation, that bad feeling. I didn't right. want to deal with it. So um, it really, like, it's only the Lord that, that brought me out of that and showed me that it, how unhealthy it is to try and just make that bad feeling go away and try and numb mm -hmm. it. Like there is actually joy. I love what you said about it steals our joy. It does. 
Like there is joy in every situation. There is joy in every circumstance. If you choose to find it, if you choose to find that gratitude for where you are and the beauty of what could be. Yeah. It's oh, that's so good. Um, Thank you for that, Susan, because it's, it's good to know that no matter what stage you're in, if you just got like saved yesterday mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're dealing a lot of times when you're a new Christian and you come in and you've got, mm-hmm. you know, we've all got our baggage. We've yeah. all got the baggage when you're a new Christian and you're like, Hey, last night, right before I got saved, I was doing X, Y, and Z. Now what? Now you're, you know, now this Christian faith is telling me I got to lay all of this down and you're like, okay, but it, it can be hard, but I'm here to tell you and, and just confirm what you just said. There are times when you're walking this thing out for 10, 15, 30, 50 years that you still have to face some things just the same as you would have on day one. Yeah, you're not exempt just because you right. you have the gold ribbon of participation for 30 <laughs> years. You are not right. exempt from fleshly right. struggles. You're not. And I mean, don't that's, think that's just part of that's part of our sin nature that's there. Right. It's in our DNA. Exactly. Exactly. And don't think that when you go to church or you go to Bible study and you're sitting around with a room full of really polished looking people. Don't think for a moment that they don't have any kind of a struggle with this, because as we're going to read here in a little bit, like this is something they were dealing with in the early church right away. And it was it was an issue. The war on the flesh. It, it God found it important enough to make sure that there was scriptures we can reference about this. So that means no one's arrived. No one's made it. No one is ever going to walk. Jesus did. But no one else is going to be able to say, hey, I conquered this and I don't have to ever battle with my flesh anymore. Um, so I might skip ahead a little bit, but here's here's a question that I I hear it and it's a little cringy, Uh-oh. but I think it's worth asking. Okay. I've And maybe it's more of a statement than it is a question, but I've heard this that like, being a Christian is no fun because, (laughs) (laughs) because Mm -hmm. you have to say no. It's like, like, imagine I have a ruler in my hand. Like you have to say no, you know, you'll be a bad girl. You'll be a bad boy. If you do this, 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 this. And a lot of people, I think I've had conversations with people about this. It's like, well, if I can't ever do anything I want to do, or if I'm a bad person because I do X, Y, and Z, and I'm a sinner and, you know, which is true, we're all sinners. Uh-huh. But some people look at that like, well, that's not fun. And then they'll say things like, this is terrible, but they'll say, well, that's okay. I'll just go to H-E double hockey sticks and I'll just party there with all of my friends that want to do the same thing and it's that's their logic it's mm-hmm. like well i'd rather do all of these things right just let my flesh just feed my flesh and just let it do whatever it wants mm-hmm. because it's fun right now mm-hmm. it's just more fun and i would rather in their words have fun yeah. there 
than to have to lay those things down and put them to death. So Susan, can it be fun to be a Christian and how? (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. So here's what I would say to those people who make that comment. Okay. I mean, if they, if they wanted to hear what I had to say, here's what I would say. (laughs) Okay. Life is kind of like walking through a minefield. Okay. Mm -hmm. We are walking through a minefield of life. God Mm -hmm. has given us the roadmap to get safely through that minefield without blowing up our lives up too terribly much. Okay. Mm -hmm. So why, why would I go on my own tramps, tramping through a minefield, not knowing where any of the dangers are and just Mm -hmm. have things exploding all over? Because that is what happens. If you direct your own life, you're going to blow something up. You are, you are a train wreck Mm -hmm. on your own. (laughs) Be honest. On my own, I am a train wreck dumpster fire, hundred percent. Dumpster fire on wheels. Yeah. Okay. Just rolling down I the will street. destroy anything. I mean, I'm just, if I'm left to my own devices, if I direct my own life, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Right. So yes. why, why wouldn't I want to follow the roadmap to avoid destruction for myself and for those that are closest to me and that I love? Mm. Amen. Amen. Yes. I can't think of a better example. That's so true because it does. That's what sin looks like. It's fun. And maybe for a season for a lot of people, right? it could be fun. You can have a great time, mm-hmm. but for a time and then destruction happens. And maybe for some that won't even be really realized until it's too late, unfortunately. Right. And that's why Jesus is offering us a way. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the only way. Exactly. This other way that is the wide path that makes your flesh just have all at once and just feed it. Like it's, it's I think of it like a mo- it's a monster. Like you keep feeding that monster. It's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And you can have a blast with that monster for a while. Mm-hmm. But there's going to come a time where there, you're going you're gonna to be stepping on a landmine. And it's going to hurt you and it could, it could destroy you. It could destroy your family, it could destroy a lot of things. But ultimately at the end, it is a life or death decision. It is. And we only have life with Jesus Christ. That's right. Okay. So I want to insert something here. Okay. Tell me this. This is a question for you. Okay. Who do Satanists worship? Who do Satanists worship? I, I think I know where you're going. I mean, we would all think because they say, hail Satan, like they're worshiping Satan. Yeah. I think some do. Some are really that loyal. But I think really what's behind it is they just want to be able to worship themselves. Is that where you're headed with That's that? Exactly where I was going. Yeah. And so we've got people living today that are Satanists and they don't even know that they are. Mm. They don't even know that they are because they are worshiping wow. themselves. And yes. I, I, there is only one path to life. There's mm-hmm. only one. And he's made it, he's made it very clear and very easy. Like you don't have, you don't have to do anything except, except him, mm. accept him, 
believe that he is who he says he is and trust him for your life. Yeah. Get any easier than that. Doesn't get any easier than that. That's right. And oh, that was so good. So good. I'm gonna um I'm gonna ask another question of you though, Susan. All right. And it's it's kind of jumping ahead a, a little bit. Or maybe I should say jumping back to, you know, we, we started this conversation all about how, how we want, we want it that way. We, we want it the other way. We want what we want. And a lot of times we get to that place of discontentment because we really haven't been taking care of ourselves. Mm. We haven't been taking care of, or really just kind of lavishing in anything that we really want to do. And that's where, that's where we get to that yucky place. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I'll share a little story of why the word self-care gives me the (laughs) heebie-jeebies. And here's why I'm probably the only podcaster ever to say it because we have entire podcasts about self-care Oh yeah, and it's great, but here's what makes me irritated. (laughs) One time I, I think I saw this headline of an article and it was about a certain actress It's an actress that I think is lovely. She's, she's great. Love her movies, but it said in the headline that this actress is a self-care expert. And that headline triggered me (laughs) because (laughs) not that I'm an easily triggered person, but it did. It, it upset me because I probably had, you know, one toddler on one hip and then the other child in my hand mm-hmm. pushing, pushing a grocery cart and like someone's trying to call me and, you know, over, over stimulated to the max just in being needed and hadn't taken care of myself in a long, 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 long time when I read that headline and this person, this actress, she's single she doesn't have any children. She's like a. I think she's like, a gajillionaire. And she's a gajillionaire, like literally, probably yes, a gajillionaire. And she was maybe roughly around age twenty. <laughs> like, God love her. I just and I adore her. I'm I'm so glad. I'm sure she's very busy. I don't want to be disrespectful. I don't want to dishonor anyone. But like, I was thinking, oh. Wouldn't it be great to say you're a self-care expert and you know all of the ways to take care of yourself mm-hmm. when you're the only person you have to take care of? Yeah. Is And I hope that's not rude to say, but if you're an expert in something and you're 20 years old and you have all the resources in the world and you probably have three personal assistants mm-hmm. and a driver and a cook. Mm-hmm. And a, a house cleaning staff, and you probably have three or four different homes that you don't really have to take care of because other people take care of them for you. I can't relate and I can't yeah. learn how to take care of myself from looking at that example. Right. So exactly. then I, I just, because from that point on, when I look at people with the self-care and read books on self-care and all of these things, I just think, okay. It's really, really easy to say, here's the eight step formula to taking care of yourself. 
but to actually follow through and be able to do it when you have so much else to take care of and so many people to take care of. So Susan, that was a long intro into my question, (laughs) but (laughs) what, what does self-care even mean? Is it sustainable? Does it trigger you? Like it triggers me. I'll let you have at it. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to say, I don't think I'm quite as triggered as you are. Um, Yeah, no, I'm not as triggered as you are, but I do, I do think it's kind of a cringy, it is a cringy term, this idea of self-care, because I think it's so often, um, it so often involves like the outside and the appearance. Um, you know, here's your 27 step skincare routine. You have to take these vitamins. Um, you have to go on a seven day juice cleanse, those kind of things. Like those are all self-care things according to our culture. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, there's nothing wrong with taking care of your skin and, and taking care of your body. Like it, it is our temple. And, and I think that that's important. You know, we do need to do those things, but at the end of the day, our body is temporary. Mm-hmm. Our soul is eternal. Mm. So for me, I've shifted my perspective on self-care. And so instead of working on self-care as our culture would define it, I have really worked hard on pursuing soul care mm-hmm. because that's the part of me that's going to be eternal. That's the part of me that is yeah. going to last forever and live forever in heaven. So what are the things that I can do to care for my soul? And I mean, of course, there, there's the the things that you would think of naturally, like reading your Bible every day, you know, um, spending time in prayer, spending time in worship. Those are great ways to do soul care. Um, and, and I remember when I was in the season that you're in with younger kids, worship music was the only way that I made it through the day. Like that was it because mm-hmm. I didn't have, I didn't have time to sit and read my Bible. I didn't. I know that there are, are women out there who, who find a way to do it. I just, I could never get it in there, but I could put my worship music on no matter where we were, no matter what we were doing, I could listen to that and I could sing my praises to the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, um, so those are all part of soul care. But I think it's also about finding those things that set your soul on fire that are, that you are just so passionate about. Yeah. And, and digging into that and investing in that. So for me, I love doing crafts, like creating beautiful things that is just in me. That is just a part Mm -hmm. of who I am. And so I find that the more I allow myself time to do that, the better I am at, at honestly, at fighting off those expectations and, and those kind of flights of fancy where I, you know, I'm thinking about, oh, I wish my life were this way. No, I'm working on building my life how I want it right now. Mm-hmm. You know, so for me, it is doing crafts. It really is. Like right now I am in love with my cricket. I will make anything with the cricket. I just love it. Um, what is that for you, Sammy? What are those things that just light you up mm. and bring you joy? There's, there's so many things. I think 
obviously the first one for me that comes to my mind is dance. I just completely lose myself in dance. And I always have. I started dancing when I was six years old and I have never stopped. And now it's, it is my job, but I can tell you with like my hand to the Lord mm-hmm. as a, as the, this is the deepest truth. I don't think of it like it's going to work. Very, 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 very few times have I ever even said when I'm leaving the door to go to the studio I don't even know if I've ever said this. Maybe once did I say like, oh, I have to go to work. I never say that. I, I can't remember a time. I'll just give me give myself that little buffer of just in case so I don't fib. But like, I cannot remember ever saying it because I say I'm going to dance or I'm going to the studio. Mm-hmm. And the studio for me, it's, it's the same. It's the studio I've grown up in the same studio I have gone to dance class for my very first class up to now where I'm teaching. It is my family. It is a safe place for me. It is home. And I can be having the absolute worst day or the worst time really. Mm -hmm. And I pull into that parking lot. There have been times I've pulled into that parking lot with tears in my eyes because I've been upset about whatever or just despairing. And I go in there and I don't know what it is, but I just forget. And it's not, you know, there are other unhealthy escapes, drugs, alcohol, sex, pornography. There's so many things that people can find escape in Mm -hmm. that are not healthy. So I'm not talking about an unhealthy escape. This place for me, when I go and I just get to move my body and feel good, I'm not the best dancer, even in the studio. I have students who I've taught that are dancing like leaps and bounds past what I ever could. And they're three times younger than me. (laughs) It's not about the talent. It's about how it makes me feel. And, and I just love doing it and I can go in there and by the time I've been there or like I'm, I'm getting ready to leave, I completely forgot why I was upset. And, and it just, that is my, my biggest form of, of soul care. I'm going to call it that from now on and forever. I'm going to always call it soul care because it doesn't trigger me. <laughs> right. I it like just, it so it much better. Better, Right. Mm-hmm. And so and much I better. What's beautiful about soul care is it can be different for everyone. Like you have to find that what it is for you, you know, because exactly the way you're talking about dance, that's exactly the way I feel when I take, when I go from nothing to something Mm. beautiful. And I, I created that and like, it's just amazing for me. And so I, I want to encourage everybody, like you have to find what that soul care looks like for you. Mm -hmm. You do. But oh, oh, yeah, man, when you do, it's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. It is. It is such a beautiful thing. Um, if it's okay, I'm going to close with this scripture because I love it. It's one of my favorite passages in the right. Bible. And it's from Galatians chapter five. We know this scripture a lot because it talks about the fruit of the spirit. And right. that could be a whole nother podcast. That could be, That's there's so much to talk about just even in this little, in this little paragraph. Mm-hmm. But um, it talks about being about crucifying the crucifying the flesh. Mm. So I'm just going to go to Galatians five. We'll go straight down to verse 22. Okay. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, 
peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the spirit, let us also keep in step with the spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another and being one another. This is the only version. I have the Christian standard version, the She Reads Truth Bible. This is the only version I've ever read where this stood out to me that it says this, keep in step with the spirit, Mm. keep in step. Mm-hmm. And I love how that's how that verbiage is because it's so practical. Yep. It's not this far off thing like, oh, it's a place that I have to like, mm-hmm. it's a place I have to go. And one day maybe I'll, I'll get there, but I probably won't. And what happens if I like mess up? It's just about walking with the Lord. It's about walking with with the spirit, walking in the spirit, keeping in step with the spirit. It's about waking up every day. And if you have to think of it, like you're grabbing the Lord's hand and you're asking the spirit to like, just guide you in everything that you do. Um, because tie it it back to the minefield, you got to keep in step with him. Otherwise you're going to get lost. Right. And you're not going to know where that next step needs to be. So keep in step with him. You don't need to know the end destination. You don't need to know where it is that you're going to end up at the end. You just need to follow that path right now and keep in step with him. I love it. I feel like there's a t-shirt in our future with your, with your cricket, with our minds together, we could create a keep in step (laughs) t-shirt. Keep in step in the middle. All right, Susan, Mm -hmm. this has been an amazing conversation. It's, it's encouraged me. I know it will encourage so many others. Thank you for your input, your wisdom. Um, Will you pray for all of us and all those listening to this podcast and this war Mm -hmm. of the flesh and the spirit and keeping in step with the spirit? My pleasure. Mm. Oh, dear Lord. I just, I thank you so much for this conversation. Lord, for everyone who will hear it, Lord, those that are exhausted, exhausted from battling, battling with the flesh, battling with their desires, Lord, I just, I pray that you would give them rest. Lord, we know that we find rest only in you and that your burden is light. So Lord, we just, we ask you for restoration, for healing, for absolute reinvigoration, Lord, set some souls on fire today Mm. lord i just i pray that that we would lay down our flesh lay down our flesh the fleshly desires lord that we would lay down any cultural or societal expectations lord of what we should be how we should carry ourselves what what kind of self-care we should be doing. Lord, I pray that you would just light a fire for us to care for our eternal souls, Lord. Lord, that we would care more for our spirit than we would for the things of this world. Lord, I pray that you would lead each person and direct their lives, Lord. Show them how to make wise choices and how to cultivate a spirit of gratitude, Lord. Because each day has something so beautiful to be thankful for. And there's joy to be found in every moment. There truly is, Lord. Because you're right there with us. 
Lord, help us to keep in, in step with you. We don't care about the things of the world. We truly don't. We don't need anything except you, Lord. So I just thank you that you are there and that you are reaching out your hand, Lord. You are reaching out your hand and just asking us to grab hold of it and keep in step with you. Help us to do that every day. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, as always, thank you for joining us. To all of you who are um, following us on this In the Middle journey, we pray you would continue to follow us, subscribe, share, and be a part of the conversation. We want to hear from you um, anytime. And so thank you for joining in today. We'll catch you next time.